Ask the Podcast Coach for September 4th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there from the shed you gotta love that it's jim collison from the average guy.tv jim how's it going buddy greetings dave happy saturday morning to you i thought it's good we have a house guest today and a, the room is right next to the studio and i'm not saying they can hear me but it's pretty much like i'm in the room so i i was i was like well we could go out to the shed and do it uh, here I've, I've got this kind of set up out here to be able to do it so thanks for letting me uh, go remote today i appreciate it <laughs> hopefully i sound okay you sound fine good and uh, but the the big question is is did you bring the coffee with you i did bring the coffee with uh, me because that the coffee goes everywhere <laughs> that's excellent and of course that coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend mark over at podcastbranding.co if you need a piece of artwork if you need a logo if you need a full website if you go Branding, what? What's a branding? Well, he can do an audit for you. He's an award-winning graphic artist. He's a podcaster. He's Canadian, so he's going to be polite. So what more do you want when you need an awesome uh, logo or website, things like that? And I'm not just saying nice things because Mark is paying me, although he is a sponsor. No, if you look right now on the screen, the little Ask the Podcast Coach logo down there, that's Mark. If you go to Podcast Rodeo Show, that's Mark. If you go to Ask the, or if you go to School of Podcasting, that's Mark. So if you need a great logo, a great website, then you got to go talk to Mark over at podcastbranding.com. Dot co. Did I say dot com? Dot co. Dot co. Now that works I, even on the headset. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and I want to say dot .co, dot .co, dot .co. Okay. .co. They'll get there. Right? Yeah. They'll get there. Big thanks to but Dan LaFeb, who's gonna, sponsoring the mug for another month. And so, Dan, thanks for doing that. Oh, Based nice. on a true story podcast.com. Oops, sorry. I pulled it down. That it, This even works. This shows up a little bit better out here than it does in my studio. Based on a true story podcast.com. They recently did Band of Brothers. So if you're a oh. big Band of Brothers fan, so World War II stuff, a three-part episode over there, and and they kind of based on true stories. So they, they go through the historical content there. I've heard, I haven't listened to those three yet, but I've heard that that Band of Brothers is pretty close. So. And you, who started a podcast about Band of Brothers? Oh, no, I do not. Tom Hanks. Really? Is doing, because it's, it's, nice. like, it's like 20 years since that came out. It's It's been a while. Because I saw I saw it in the news and I was like Tom Hanks doing a podcast. So what that really means is he'll probably do three episodes and talk about it or whatever. But nonetheless, I don't think so with Tom Hanks. I mean that dude yeah. is solid. Like well, if he does anything, he does it. So the great thing about it is there's a guy that has a passion for World War II and and yeah. that whole nine. You yeah. know, veterans. And, yeah, and yeah. So I could see him just loving that, being able to to go crazy and just go in deep. I. I had an audio clip and I can't find it, but it was the first Batman, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was mm-hmm. on, and he said, "So, like, how do you how do you like this? Because Conan now is just a podcast. He's he's put his show to bed. I don't know if he's officially off the air yet or whatever." And Conan said, "This is the best thing ever." He goes, "I don't have to do makeup." I, he goes, and I he goes, "When you talk on a talk show, he goes." You're hitting three bullet points that have been yeah. hammered out through your producer. And he's like, this is the best thing ever. So I was like, oh, that's was, a good clip. Conan was always a better writer than he was a performer. He was a writer. He was a comedy writer before he did he did his show. And so he, I think he's back in the medium that suits him best. Yeah. And and so we, we wish him some success there. Dave, the elephant in the room, I think, though, is last Saturday. Yeah. La- <laughs> like, like what, what happened last Saturday? Yeah, last Saturday. What did we learn? <laughs> yeah, what did we learn? Well, we learned that in the same way that stream is an awesome streaming platform because yeah. it it's designed to do what? Live stream. So cool things like lower thirds and different brandings and things like that. There's a private chat room, all sorts of fun stuff because that's what it's designed to do. Now, I have yet to turn it on, but I think you can get separate tracks 
if gotta you got to pay for it. Yeah. It's the pro. I think the pro version. Yeah. And I always wonder how that works. If somebody jumps in the middle of a call, that's my whole question. Like how that's gotta be, yeah, that's a good question. It's gotta be a that sinking a- nightmare. But I had, I had had, I'd been using Squadcast for years and I've heard people talk about Riverside for recording an interview. And what's kind of dumb about that is I didn't use them to record an interview. I saw where they also had a live streaming option and I was like, Oh, let's give this a shot and ask the podcast coach. So I did a couple quick, just me and a laptop. Like I invited myself to my own thing and it was like, okay, but I was only looking at it from my side of producing it. And I, I saw where the video wasn't great, but I was like, ah, but it was really bad last Saturday. So So that was, that's what happened. So I, I don't think Riverside is bad. I know enough people. I know Matt Passy swears about it. James Cridlin uses it for Podland. I just comparing StreamYard to Riverside is kind of not fair. Because, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'd hate for anybody to get the impression. Like I was, we were talking about it in pre-show and I'd hate for somebody to go based on last Saturday, say, well, I'm never going to try Riverside now because that didn't work for those guys. Yeah. Because it's, it's a different tool, right? I mean, it's a crescent wrench and we use a hammer. So <laughs> you just don't want to use a crescent. Well, you could, but it's not very clean, right? And so it, it, I, I think, like you said, it, it kind of comes from the live aspect with audio first. Right. And I'm, I, and I know StreamYard depends on some of this too, but this idea of storing local and then uploading later is always risky. Like that is just because you just don't, if I'm depending on my guests to not close their browser yeah. after like, and again, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, I think for most people, it's, it's risky. It is, it's very, very risky. So you have to make sure you're covering your guests with, okay, Hey, don't close your browser. Yeah. <laughs> I, we, we've got some rules here last week. I mean, I, we ended the show and it said, don't close your browser. And I said, okay. So I left it up and I left that up for two hours. And it was still at 30%. I pinged you and I was like, should we, should I be doing something different here? Cause it yeah. still says 30%. I think the part that you lost of me was that 30% that never uploaded. Yeah. Probably. And so yeah. Yeah. You and know, then, Cause we, we cut in and out a couple of times. Right. Yeah. And I know coach Dave had jumped in and yet his said he was either uploading or still and this we got to remember they're doing 4K video. So I think part of it was me going like I moved the audio over. I think I went and got a drink of water. So it'd been, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes and I go to the back end and it's still uploading stuff. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I just went in and deleted coach Dave. So that's why there's a, I, I think we got about the first 48 minutes of the show and then it just went because kind of just went to yeah. crap. Well, we, we, I got lost. I got dropped a couple times. Yeah. And the thing I found out was I pulled, I downloaded the video. So I had the video tracks, not the whole thing. Cause mm-hmm. your video track was just black the last 52 minutes, but I put those video tracks into Camtasia and you can do some cool stuff. It's, but you better have a serious machine when you're when you have three and four tracks of 4K video, because it was cool. I could basically I made the little logo jump around like it was fun. But I was like, oh, this would take another four hours of if you really wanted to add text overlays and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. and again, this is where StreamYard lower thirds and things like that and the ability to share screens. I was like, yeah, I did. I gave me a new appreciation for StreamYard. So, yeah. Well, especially in the simplicity, did my audio just go down a little bit? I, I've been messing with, okay, there we go. Especially with the simplicity, I think for yeah. most people oh. who are doing live stream, they kind of just want to jump in and get it done, right? Well, as, as opposed to messing around with it like we did last week on Riverside. And that was the big thing as, as soon as I hopped in was I played with a back end, but I, I wasn't going live anywhere. So I wasn't testing that part. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to go live, it was like, oh, you need to log in to YouTube and get this link and a, a private key. And the same yep. thing for Facebook. It wasn't just, hey, because with StreamYard, you set those things up once and then you just put a check mark like here's here's where I'm going. So, yeah, it was well, it was a fun experiment. And again, I, I might use them. I For me, I think a great use of that tool for me is going to be when I do the podcast review show because it's me, Eric K. Johnson, and a guest. Yeah. And yeah. right now, Eric and the guest are on the same channel. And there have been a couple times when 
either like the last one we just did, the guest kind of hobbled together because he always goes to a studio to record his podcast. He doesn't have like a home studio. So he kind of put one together and it was fine, but it would have been cool if I could have had those separate tracks. So, so what I do is I have Eric and a guest on the same track. And then I basically, every time we switch from somebody talking, I split the track and move them to their own track so I can add bass or take out reverb or whatever. So, but Dave, I can't imagine streaming that to YouTube last week. We mm. you you changed the setting. We we had folks come to the Riverside Landing platform, right? And they have a chat room there and some other things. That's where it's a little different than StreamYard too. StreamYard doesn't have a native platform. You have to be on LinkedIn or you have to be on Facebook. Right. You have to be on YouTube. And uh, I couldn't imagine that experience <laughs> on YouTube yeah. last week. It, like it was. It actually was on YouTube. I'm not sure it was public. Because I streamed uh-huh. it to YouTube, and when I got done, I was like, "Well, that's kind of cool." Then I moved it to private. So there's an episode. At, did, did that, it did it look as bad as yes. on YouTube? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's when I got to see exactly what the audience was seeing, and I was like, "Oh, now yeah. I understand why people were leaving in droves." So yeah, um, it was it was pretty brutal. Yeah, and then they're asking, "Camtasia is still around? Why not Black Magic Design, DaVinci Resolve?" This is one of those cases where that's what I learned on, and that's what I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. going back to God, late 90s, probably when I was working in the corporate world, I was doing a lot of kind of tutorials and stuff on Camtasia. So it's I've always known it. I know there there's even openshot.org is kind of the audacity of video. If you just okay. not, not so much screen capture, but if you want to edit video, it's actually pretty cool. I, I tried to put the video into that. I was playing with that and I was like, yeah, no, thank you. So I, I said, you know. Um, well, it was a struggle for sure. We, it, 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 I, I think if we had just from a learning experience, if that was our option, we would definitely need to sit down and figure out how to optimize it for us. Yeah. Like, okay, how do we make this thing work better? Well, and then your content starts to change. Like, we're we're so used to this format here on on YouTube that if if Riverside say Streamyard wasn't an option, right? We, we'd be like, okay, what's the, what's an optimal listening experience yeah. out there? What can you take advantage of? Cause it's got some great, it has some great components in it and some great things, some, some strengths, so to speak. But it's, we, listen, we were definitely a square peg going into a round hole. <laughs> and as the edges were coming off, it was ugly. So <laughs> it, was we, ugly. it was very, very ugly. So I think from a podcaster's lesson standpoint, again, that would be one of those things, practice, practice, practice. If that's what you were going to, if you were going to go with Riverside or any of these platforms, yeah, don't, don't do what we do and just go live on it and give it a try. Although you, you got to see it in its raw form. I mean, that's kind of the, the benefit of most people would give up and we're just too stubborn. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we just keep going, right? You can yeah. see the good, the bad. The Andreas says, uh, I, I'm putting together a list of books. Well, I know, I know one, yeah. um, this one would be good. Profit from your yeah. podcast. Some guy named Dave Jackson wrote that. Make Noise by uh, Eric Newsom is good. He worked for NPR. I don't have it in, in physical form, but Story Worthy by Matthew Dix is great. David Hooper's book, Big Podcast, is uh, a weapon and a book. You can take somebody out with this one. <laughs> Let me think what else here. Oh, this one's pretty good. Podcast Growth. This is uh, Colin Gray's book. And some of these, I think, were blog posts that they put together, but it's still, it's like, I don't know, 57 different ideas of growing your podcast. It's a great way to write a book. Great way to write a book is blog at first. If you're an NPR style person out on the wire, the only thing I hate about this book by Jessica Abel is it is a, what's, it's not a comic book. It's a, what's the, the, the right phrase for this? Uh, It's a graphic novel. And mm. oh, cartoon. Yeah. And That's I, I, I yeah. kind of got this and was like, can I get the pamphlet that this is in print? And like, it's like for it reads quick then, right? Yeah. But those are probably some of my top ones. The one I, I talk about a lot is this one too. Stop Chasing Influencers. Mm. So by uh, Jared Easley and uh, Kumanzi Constable, because so many people like, if I could just get Pat Flynn on my show, and I'm like, and not that Pat's not a, Pat is a great guy. I love Pat Flynn. He's super funny, but that's not the uh, somewhere in the future. I'm going to have to do an episode called there are no silver bullets Yeah, because so many yeah. people think if I could just do this headliner, remember when headliner was going to be the next big silver mm-hmm. bullet and we're all going to do Instagrams and get 10,000 downloads. And then it was like, Oh, we're going to audiograms and we're going to do blabs and we're going to, 
I like on that influencing thing. I, I, I wish they, I want them to ask me, right? That's the, mm. I think that is the, the, the best possible scenario on a big guest that they'll be like, Hey, can I come on, on your show? show? Yeah. And I listen, I know people are like, Oh, that's never going to happen. But th- that is a, that it does. It can. It's it, it. I, I'm sure Marin didn't think in a million years, the president would ever be on, on his right. Obama would ever be on his podcast. And I don't know how that came together. I'm sure they had to ask the president, but actually it's I, the I opposite. Think, really? Yeah. They, they, they contacted they, him via his website. And I think it was because his daughter was like you should go on his show oh yeah 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 so, so how great how great is that yeah. like so okay it, we don't have to be extreme with the president of the united states but in your in the space you're in if you get folks who who approach you and say no i'm really really interested in doing this they're just so much better of guests i think sometimes you gotta you gotta kind of weed it out a little bit you right. have to find out what the because it may be come on for a gigantic sales pitch and that may, depending on how good of a host you are, you can actually turn that sales pitch sometimes to you. So that's not always a loss uh, either. Sometimes you can use that in your favor, but you kind of have to kind of figure out the the motives. But if they're asking you, if it's a guest you're always hoping for and they're asking you, God, that is so great. That's I think that's the pinnacle of it. Yeah. Somebody in the Facebook group at the School of Podcasting, please put those books in the in the comments. I will add them to the Facebook group when we're done here. But uh, yeah, so there's there's tons of them. I guess I think it's Stefan was saying there's a book from NPR out that's that's good. I haven't heard of that one yet. Beyond Powerful Radio is there as well. Yeah, that's the one that most people go, oh, oh yeah, I love it. Because that's the one where the infamous quote, there is no such thing as too long, only too boring from Valerie Geller. This is used as a textbook. And that's why it's like $37. People are like, wait, why is that book so much? I'm like, it's, it's a textbook. But that's where that came from. I have this in the physical form. I also have the Kindle book. The Kindle book is just nothing but highlights. But yeah, people love to give me like the, like as Dave Jackson said, I'm like, nah, I quote that a lot, but that's a Valerie Geller <laughs> quote. Do, do you have the audio turned on for Clubhouse? I, at this point, I do. Kevin Not, was saying, he was out there. Do you do you have your audio unmuted on on Clubhouse? Maybe that's the no. He the should key. be he should be hearing me. I did a Clubhouse and he only had fifty or sixty in there at one point. So there's still I think there's still signs of life out there. We we don't see them, but I don't think we work it either to to make sure. I mean, I think Clubhouse is still one of those places you got to go out and be out there all the time and market the crap out of it and some of those things to get those listeners to come over. I don't think you can just put up a storefront, so to speak, and your customers are going to come running in the door, right? So Clubhouse is still, I still think is an interesting experiment. And it's got really, really quiet as far as news out of Clubhouse, right? We're just not, that that hit with such a splash and now it's super quiet. So interesting to see. Well, I bet they get sold. It, well, there's so many, I mean, there's Clubhouse, there's Spotify, Facebook's working on one. Amazon is working on one. So it used to be like it was this new thing and it was the only place to get it. And then you could only get on it if somebody gave you an invite. Yeah. And so it kind of went from, wow, how do I get into there to like, wow, there's one every 10 feet. So. Well, and even those things have gotten quiet. Twitter was supposed to come up with one and Facebook. It's it's kind of like when. You know, Instagram had stories and then everybody added stories and it was stories for the longest time. And now well, nobody's doing stories. So it, it is, I think these, all these platforms rushed to do this audio ripoff of right. Clubhouse only to realize, well, there's only so much space in that audio only market. Right. And, and nobody like, okay, so now what? And it's just, just I think it's kind of landed kind of flat. It's in the trough for sure in the, if we think of the Gartner hype cycle that it peaked in, in terms of, of hype and talk and whatever, and then it starts to go down. It is definitely in the trough right now. Yeah. I've had, I've talked to a few folks who are on clubhouse and they're like, I don't know how much longer we're going to do this. I need to talk. I know Rob Greenlee was doing a thing on Thursdays and mm-hmm. he hasn't invited me on. So he either a thinks I don't want to do it or I need to email him and go, are we still doing the Thursday thing? Because he, yeah. he had a decent group over. He was a guy that dived in and was really into Clubhouse for a while and, and really thought it was going to be 
something that was going to not do what it's doing, which is kind of slowly fading away. But I, I, I don't, it's so niche. It's just such a niche of a niche. This audio only come up on stage. And I, I just, I don't, I am not a giant fan of that format anyways. And that's my own personal preference. I'm not saying it's good or bad. That's just my personal preference, but it just seems so, so small from a potential audience and no recording, and that they've, and that's maybe twelve years of podcasting. Where, yeah, I, you're like, what? It's not recorded somewhere. Yeah. How can that even be? Well, no, but it is. I forget who I was listening to, and they made a really good point. They said, I, I don't have enough time in the day to make content that doesn't stick around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a really good point. So, yeah, Stevens asking, what about welder for remote interviews? I've never used them. I think I'm an affiliate, if I remember right, because they approached me. The one thing I thought was interesting about them is they were definitely going for the Joe Rogan kind of audience because their demo video had a bunch of f bombs in it, mm. like it was like the bros, the the the. It was just like what's up, bros? Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> and I was just, I look, I'm not a prude. I wasn't offended. I was just like, well, that's a difference. And I was like, wow, well, they're going for that market. But it was kind of different. So, but we have uh, somebody coming in. And speaking of bros, there you go. He's a bloke. He's from some James. James, how are you, buddy? All right, man. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear fine. Sound great. Awesome. Yeah, good to see you guys. Good to see you. (laughs) Yeah, I had a question, kind of about intros. Sounds kind of weird, but go with it. So, when you guys are creating a show intro. And let's say you have a, a high profile guest on your show. Is it better to just kind of jump in with the interview with them versus doing your own kind of casual intro with your co host where you talk about other stuff before actually inviting the guest on? Does that make sense? Like, do you want that guest to kind of be waiting for you to introduce him while you're recording? Or should are, it be Are you live? Before? Are you live or just recording? Just recording right now. Oh, I would throw them in up front. Yeah. What I did with I'm having Melissa from Wit and Wire on this week on the School of Podcasting. And I just said, okay, I'm going to say thanks for coming on the show. You can say something like, glad to be here, have whatever I said. But at this point, I've just spent probably 30 seconds saying wonderful things about you. I said, I'm not going to make you sit through that. I said, so. Right. And I go, so Melissa. Thanks for coming on the show. And she goes, thanks for having me. And that's how I always start every show because that way, a lot of times I will do an intro and I'll be like, hey, this week we're talking with Jim Cullison. He's the guy from theaverageguy.com and he's the blah, 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 yada, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I find out later it's theaverageguy.tv and I, I've like totally horked the intro. So I will, I almost always re-record the intro. Plus, I don't know when I'm doing the intro, I know where we want to go. I have questions in front of me, but in the middle, like Jim reveals that he was captured by aliens and, and I was like, okay, so that's got to go into the intro as a tease. So that's recorded at the end, James. Okay. Record the intro at the end. Yeah. They're they're comfortable by that. They're comfortable by that time, right? You're going to get that. So Dave, I think Dave taught me this method. So just start doing it. Just start talking to them and get the interview rolling. Again, if it's not live, it doesn't matter. Right. So get them answering questions, right? They get more and more comfortable as they go. Then come back around to the what's going to be the beginning and introduce them because they're the most comfortable. And then maybe ask them a personal question that you're going to cut that whole piece out and move it to the beginning. And they're Because su- they're super tight when, they, when you first start, right? They're kind of, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. But by the end, they're like, woohoo. So move that woohoo to the front to kind of get that audience engagement. But do it at the end. That makes That's a good sense. point. I think about that. Yeah, it's funny because you just think about when you're planning this stuff out, like you, like you guys said, you kind of want them to hear the intro that you've written for them. But at the same time, Do it's you? Like sometimes we add, yeah. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Like, you know, I think kind of like ad lib some fun stuff at the beginning too. So you people don't get that. embarrassed, James, on their own intro sometimes. Like when you, when I think when you sit there and read all these accolades about them, they get a little embarrassed, like it, they're like, oh my god, right? Oh my, god. okay, stop! Enough already. I was gonna yeah. say, how many times have you heard a really good intro and they go, okay, I don't know how to follow that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. It's like yeah. he invented sliced bread and cured cancer. It's Jim Cullison. Thank you. Know, and yeah. he's like, I, yeah. 
Well, and, and guests are pretty good about inter- introducing themselves. I, I find so I find keeping a short. You don't want to say, "Hey, Bob, welcome," but in the but to say, "Bob is a boom, Bob, welcome," like a a short, and then say, "Hey, tell me a little bit. Let's get let's get to know you a little bit. Tell me about where, and then you can direct. You can kind of direct the bio and have it and hear it from them as opposed to listen. As soon as I hear somebody reading a bio. I am gone. Oh, that's like, it. I just, yeah, they've, I am like, they've I, gone no to LinkedIn. <laughs> and they're, and they, you can tell yeah, the yeah, words. Like right. copying and pasting from like their website or something like <laughs> that. that my, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh my God, this is, oh, I'm, I'm out. Right. So yeah. those are some tips. My favorite is on today's show, I'm so excited to have this guy here. And here's why he, he works for Gallup. If you want to learn about how to do a poll, this is the man you want to talk to. So when I am saying why I'm excited, like, hey, we've got somebody great. Okay, but why? Why is this person great? But if you say, here's why I'm excited that this person is here, because they're really, the audience is relying on you to find a good guest. So sure. I could say that Jim's sliced bread, cured cancer, blah, blah, blah. But when I say, and also today he's going to talk about how he raised 37 kids on 15 cents a week. Okay. Or whatever it is. So. Yeah, I get that. It's a good point. And I think a lot of people too, like, especially when I'm writing out like the titles and some of the show note ideas, like I think a lot of people initially get drawn to that, right? They see the title of the show before like right. hearing about specifically who you have. I mean, I, th- I guess it depends on who you have really, but yeah, just trying to get the right formats down and trying to figure out, you know, right. timing and all that. But one of the, one of the things I've had success with, with interviewing, and I've done, I've done thousands of interviews on the Gallup side. Now they're all lot, most of the time they're live. So I have to kind of, right. I have to follow that live format. But what I like to do when I'm just doing an interview for a recording is say, Hey, I'm going to turn the recorder on. We're not starting it. I'm just checking mm. levels. And so you, you, you get it started and you ask them some questions and some throwaway questions and some things to do. And then at one point, like you'll sense they're comfortable and they're like, Hey, let's just get into this thing and then ask a question. Right. You can always come back and put put in an intro after the fact, but you get them comfortable where they've, you can see it, you can sense it, they settle back in. Man, anything after that is usually going to be pretty good. So it's a good, and that's kind of where you want to start. You can just say, hey, let's just start this thing. And boom, you you guys might hear the the national the siren. yeah. sirens just went off. It must be, it's 10 o'clock in the central time zone here in Nebraska. So I apologize for that. Well, I've been working on, just brushing up some of the interview stuff for the school of podcasting. So I was researching Sean Evans, who's the guy from hot ones. And then I was researching Jordan Harbinger and he said, what he does is he'll go out and look at their social. And so if they, if he sees it, whatever, they just went skiing in Aspen, he'll be like, Hey, welcome to the show. Um, I'm not, I've got, I've pressed record, but this isn't going to be used. I'll let you know when we're starting, if we're going to use Jim's thing, and um, I, wow, I was checking out your social. I see you just went to Aspen. And he goes, you get that whole chit chat going on. And especially if you like to ski too. And then he goes, that's a lot of times. And he goes, really? He goes, I don't care if they like me. He goes, because I'm going to, I might ask a few tough questions. He goes, but I do need them to trust me. And I was like, that's an interesting take on interviews. So, because he, because there are times like I, he interviewed the crazy basketball player, Dennis Rodman. And I guess at one point, Jordan asked him, like, what's up with the crazy? Like, that was his question. And he said, because the guy that was interviewing Jordan was like, how did you have the courage to to ask that question? And he's like, look, I don't expect it. They don't always have to like me, but I'd done my research and, and they kind of knew that he always asks a question that the interviewer instantly knows why wow, this guy's done his research. So actually makes me think of another question then. So when it comes to like prepping the show, like should you send the guests like an idea, like some of the questions that you might ask so they have a good sense of what you're going to kind of throw at them? Or is it better to be like, we're going to talk about this topic, but I'm not actually going to tell you what questions are coming up. That's what I do. I, yeah. us- I usually go like in, in uh, Melissa's case, I said, look, I realize we could talk podcast planning. We could talk this. We could talk booking. I go, I'm really, you're here. We're going to talk about creating courses because I just read this study where the number one way people are monetizing is by creating courses. And she was like, oh, cool. All right. And she was actually really cool about it because technically she's my competition. And she even said at the end of the interview, she's like, I try to like stay in, in my course lane. She goes, I don't want to step on your toes. I'm like, nah, it's cool. So yeah. So that's, that's what I do. I've only, I've given 
the actual questions three times and one time I got someone who was so well prepared, Dave, with their answer. Thank you so much for asking that they had written it out ahead of time. And I was like, okay, never doing that again. So, Jim, what do you do? I know you do a lot of interviews. Yeah, sorry, you'll hear a little noise behind me. But the, I actually have the guests provide an outline of what they think their best content is. Oh, nice. and they send it to me in advance. And then we kind of go, we do a pre-call and we go over that. And I take a few notes in the process. And then I, again, I'm, I'm kind of guest centric. So I want to hear what they think their most important things are. Hmm. And the, 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 the questions, that way they've kind of written them. So that's, that's kind of my method. Yeah, because especially if it's something like what's your favorite book or something that they have to go, ooh, hmm, I try to give those questions ahead of time because otherwise I'm relying on their skill of improv. Like if I really come up with some out-of-the-way questions, then it's like, which is fine. I always say if somebody takes a second to come up with a question, don't start giving them options. Like, what was the worst time you, like, when you felt the worst doing, what, what was that like? And then people go, was it when your dad died? Was it when the cat got ran over? They start, you know, it's like, no, no, just let them think that hard question over because on the other side of awkward silence is usually a really good answer. And listen, different is not always interesting. <laughs> Coming up with these weird questions yeah. of like, what kind so, of tree you know, would you be? <laughs> yeah, that's not always interesting, right? You just kind of like, so, so quit doing that unless it, unless it is interesting. Right. It's it's I think Harry does this on on his show where he's got three questions yeah. at the end that he, and they're they're personal in nature. And I think they're pretty good questions. So but different is always interesting. Yeah, that's good to know. Thanks, guys. I appreciate yeah, it. It's been good, awesome. good. Great to see you. Like it's uh, we, we see so much of you in the chat. And I think you called in one time, but great. Great to see your face. How's uh, but yeah, currently dealing with newborn. And so um, ah. I've been crying so much. So I'm very grateful for that. But but yeah, it's been very kind of uh flux recently <laughs> congratulations on that but your podcasting days are changing yeah. <laughs> for sure any, <laughs> any any tips on someone who has like Ooh, maybe has question, one in the uh, a bun in the oven like how are you handling that because obviously yeah. you can't tell a, a three-week-old uh, daddy's got a podcast now you can't have a tantrum right now so right so what i did actually as it got closer to the due date is i planned out three episodes that i already had had released and chose to rerun those. So I already kind of preset in my uh, podcast hosting uh, bus route. I already said, okay, so these episodes are going to drop here, here, here. And then on social media and everywhere else, it's like, okay, guys, uh, date's coming up. So just be ready. These episodes are going to drop. And then obviously, as I had a little bit of free time, I was able to kind of give people like a short uh, episode update. It was like kind of 15 minutes. And then obviously coordinating with um, my co-host as well, saying, hey, I mean, this is kind of the situation now. I can maybe find some free time here and here. But yeah, I mean, it was just finding those kind of windows, just kind of working with the time that we had. But yeah, I've got to, you know, give credit to co-host and also my wife as well, because right. they were great in allowing me to, to do this stuff. But it's it's tricky. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> Everything well, kind of gets put on pause. And that's one where much like Jim Siren, it's like <laughs> nothing we could do about it. He muted when he could. And I think yeah. your audience would be like, and you're like, oh, and that's that's my son or daughter in the background. You're hearing whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I don't think anybody's going to be like, well, how dare you let your child inside, you know? Right. So it's but yeah, when it comes to like the high, the high profile guests and well, any guests, actually, we've, I've always been kind of conscious. Maybe we should record somewhere else. And right. we have been recording at my co-host's place just so we can kind of be away from the potential <laughs> noises. <laughs> but yeah, I guess kind of having somewhat mind on it and just kind of planning around it is always going to be a best bet, I think. Yeah. You had a son, right? If I remember right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. Okay. Congrats cool. on that. That's always yeah, great. Fun. Appreciate it. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is a, so a little bit more free time. <laughs> very short period of time. I think people get into this mode and then they're like, ah, it's over. And the, the, these phases go very, very fast at this age. Oh, so yeah. they're, they're not that young, very long. And if you can kind of just survive through it pretty soon, they're walking around. It's a different problem at that point, but, <laughs> a but whole new phase, those yeah. phases go pretty fast. So, so don't think it's going to last forever. And that was the thing too. I was very conscious about, I wanted to keep this going and I was like, we want to keep this, keep this trend rolling, so to speak. And so that's why we were kind of so like getting ahead of the game in terms of the planning. Yeah. And all that, so. Lean on that co-host too. Like there's, this is a time when if the co-host is not in the same situation, 
like maybe they can step it up a little bit and do a little bit more uh, of those. And especially in a situation where if you're the founder and like, uh, like in Dave and I situation, like this is, this is really his show, right? I just get to tag along for the most part. But if Dave, Dave ran into a situation where it was like, Hey, for the next six months, I kind of, I still want to do this, but I can't do these kinds of things. Well, that'd be a great opportunity for me to step in and say, okay, what can I take from you during this time so I can make it easier for you to be here? Sure. And so it's just, it, that, that's a great opportunity. The non-founding or the, the, cause it's, it's always, it's never 50, 50, right? Sure. Maybe sometimes, but it's <laughs> mostly in case this, in the case of like Dave and I, it's probably 80, 20 or 90, 10. I mean, Dave, does all the heavy lifting on this thing. I think that's that sums it up. Like, I don't think my co-host will mind me saying, but obviously I do the majority of the work. I'll prep it and he just kind of like, okay, just tell me yeah. what you're talking about. I'll do a little bit of prelim research, but I didn't, in, in the same sense, I didn't want to suddenly be like, all right, I need this episode from you. I need you to record right. this on your own and do this. I'm waiting. Maybe they're waiting for that moment, right? If you didn't ask, yeah, yeah. right? Maybe they were like, oh yeah, I'd really like, now you got to let them do what they like they're going to bring a different spin to this and you got to let them kind of do it, but you don't know until you ask. True. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So, but yeah, we got through it (laughs) for the most part. So see what what other things happen. Good. Well, congratulations. I appreciate it. I'm grateful for you guys too. I think all this information has been, uh, been solid. So thank you. Thank you, man. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining us. Have a great one. (laughs) You bet. And Dave, I was thinking the awesome, our awesome supporters, that'd have been awesome during the sirens. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> i can mute it <laughs> you know yeah so I, I do need a little more coffee you do uh, need we're, some coffee we're, we're, yeah we're a little late on it. that's all right no it's good we always like to uh thank our awesome supporters people like james over at the dog podcast network if you've got a dog and you need something to listen to while you're walking around the block letting uh, fido do his business Check out Dog Podcast Network. They got short shows, long shows, whatever you need. It's there. And they've even got a contest over there. Check it out, dogpodcastnetwork.com. And we always thank our $20 supporters, people like Greg over at indiedropin.com. If you've got a true crime or a comedy or a scary story, you can uh, hand a couple episodes over to Greg and he will put it in front of an audience that's looking for that kind of stuff. Shane over at torpreneur.com. If you operate a tour business or plan on starting one, well, this is the podcast for you, tourpreneur.com. And Glenn is, I think, on his way home, finally, after being out on the road for five weeks. He's over at Horse Radio Network. So if you like horses, check it out. He's got a ton of shows over there. Ed Sullivan, where Jim will be hanging out with Ed in two weeks. Two weeks. He's going to uh, Baston, and uh, you can find Ed over at sonniccupcake.com. Felix over at the Latin podcast awards.com. It's dedicated to enhancing the visibility of Latinx podcasts around the world since 2017. Max Trescott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. So if you're a pilot and like aviation, check him out. Aviationnewstalk.com. If you need help with your audio, check out KJST media. It's an LGBTQ plus founded company focused on helping all levels of podcasters to grow their podcast. Regardless of what you're looking for, they're here to help you at kjstmedia.com. Greg at debtshepherd.com, where he teaches financial wellness. Find him at debtshepherd.com. Kim over at toastmasters101.net. If you're looking to develop your voice, reduce your editing time, and improve your content, toastmasters101.net. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, if you're thinking, ah, I'm going to let somebody else do that. Well, you said that last week and they didn't come through. So it's time to go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and become an awesome supporter. Or if you want just a one-time option, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store, where you can also sponsor Jim's mug, buy my book, one-time donations, all sorts of fun stuff over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And we have a ton of really good questions in the chat room. I want to go back. Thomas had one. Andreas had another one. Thomas asked about, I'm trying to find it, but do you let the guest know that you're going to do the intro later? Yes. My answer is yes. I got, I, with Melissa, I just said, Hey, I'm going to say nice things about you later. I'm just going to make you sit through them now. And then there was another one. It's actually good practice. You could do it up front once as practice. And then, 
yeah. and then do the thing and then come back around and do it. That's a beauty if you're not live. That doesn't seem weird. And even if you are live, it doesn't matter. It's your thing. You can do what you want, right? So gives you a practice time too to 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 at least say it once. Well, the other thing I always let the guests know is a this is not a live radio show. So right. anything you mess up, feel free to just go. Can I do that again? We'll pause for five seconds and then we'll do it again. I typically let them know why they're here and who they're talking to. So I'm like, I brought you on to talk about creating a course. How many, what kind of audience do I need? What do I charge? Things like that. That's where we're going to go. Um, you're talking to people who are fairly geeky at times. So if you want to get geeky, so I kind of let them know who their audience is. Andres said, I want to do a brand new intro for our podcast for our second season. What suggestions beyond what David Hooper suggests about the structure of the voice in the big podcast book? I don't know. An intro to me is I think the, the essence of an intro should either a capture their attention and make them want to hear more, explain what the show is, explain what the episode is. And if you want a little bit about yourself, so people get the answer, why should I listen to you? And if you can do yeah. that in a couple minutes, 30 seconds. yeah, 30 I, seconds is great. 30 seconds is awesome. If you can and practice it, practice, if you're going to read it, if yeah. it's going to be a host read every week, every day, whatever you're doing, practice it long before you actually do it. I think Dave, you're good at this is kind of have some, have it kind of alliterate if that makes any sense. In other words, I, I like the triplets of putting, I'm here to do this, this, and this news reviews, product updates, and conversation. That's a phrase that we use on Home Gadget Geeks all the time. In the intro for Called the Coach, I have two of those. They're three each that, that they share tactics, insights, and strategies. Again, yeah. again, I can say that to help coaches maximize the talent of individuals, teams, and organizations around the world. That Those, those triplets kind of help people, I think, remember those things. And it helps you remember them. If you have a whole long list of things, or and if it's written, like don't read it like you write it because that's awkward. Yeah. Practice it and get it and and write it the way you'd say it, not the way you want it to look. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Throw grammar out the window. And, totally. But if you yeah. think about it, Rush Limbaugh always had his little intro that he did. Uh, Dave Ramsey, we're a content yeah. or we're cash is king and whatever it is, you know. Yeah. He's got his thing that he says all the time. So. There is, a, I think, a little Pavlovian effect to that. I think the music does that as well. But when you, they know, I, when I did this big, I, I did a live podcast in front of these at a conference one time. And I said, I am Jim Collison live from the Gallup Studios. They knew that because I say that phrase every time. They knew where they were like, oh, okay, we're going to do a podcast. Right. And so I think there's some power to that repetition. Well, Jimmy Fallon, for a long time, used to say, welcome to the Tonight Show. You made it. You're here. And there was one other thing, but it was like he, every week he'd be like, yeah, well, yeah. the night show. You made it. You're here. Da, 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 da. So, it also helps you. I think like you gets you comfortable. It allows you to say things mm -hmm. during a live show. Then you're thinking about, okay, what do I got to do next? And you can <laughs> say the intro while you're thinking about that, you know? Yeah. Dan was saying when it comes to giving people the questions ahead of time, not everyone needs them. But I had a mm. guest who had been able to come on with the original sort documents to quote them. Uh, yeah. Wow. From because I sent the questions ahead of time. See, that's there's always going to be pros and cons when you give them the questions. Boy, they're really well prepared. And that can be great unless they're memorizing their answer and they are saying it like this because they've planned it. That's like I said, I've only had that happen once. I've heard other people say that. Dan's you know. had some really great guests, though, as I've, as I've mm -hmm. been listening to his podcast. He's got some really great guests and he's got a good way of kind of working through the content in, a, in, in an interesting kind of way. And so it's all historical in nature and that could be really dry and boring. And, and they do yeah. a nice job of kind of mixing that. That may be a nice study. If you haven't, if you're, if you're, maybe you're in that historical space, go out to based on a true story podcast.com and have a listen to the way Dan does his interviews. And you don't have to be Dan, but it's, it's, I think Dave studying the way other people you've, You've taught me a lot of things as we've spent time together. I think studying other podcasters and going, oh, yeah, I kind of want to do it like that. And then I need to make it my own. I think that's a really make smart it your own. thing to do. Yeah. I heard a show. I can't remember the name and I wouldn't say it if I kid. But they literally like, it'd be like me starting off the show going, 
All right, Podcast Nation, thank you so much for being here. I am so stoked that you are here. Are you ready to pod? It's like, come on. <laughs> and, and they, I, I've heard shows, and it's usually Nation. So yeah. welcome, yeah. Wash, Washcloth Nation. Welcome to the Washcloth, <laughs> washcloth Podcast. Let's get ready to wash. And I was like, really? I'm like, yeah. and I just like, come on. And it's always nation and it's always let's get ready yeah. to. And I know we have a let's get ready to podcast, but it's uh, just. You, you know. do. Be careful. But if I Glass say, are you, but if I say, are you ready to wash? Then I know you're doing it. And I just like, like come on, yeah. guys. Like It's well, make it your own. And in, in that, in that sense, it's it, and James just, but it's almost like script versus being organic. And I think you need to be both. I have a. I have a teacher here that uh, a friend and teacher at Gallup that always says spontaneity is always best done in the context of lots of preparation. And so like he over prepares, but then when he's on, when he's on the program, it looks, it looks spontaneous, but it's tons of content, right? Yeah. So I think you have to do both. Like, I think you have to, you, you over prepare and then make it look like it's spontaneous. That's, I think that's the, that's the, what what you're looking for, right? Yeah, Thomas in the, in the School of Podcasting says, great stuff, guys. Can you post uh, your pre-interview structure before you speak with your guest? I'm not sure. Well, I, in other I, words, what do you what what are you what's your outline? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve? Yeah. I, I don't. I, I it, it comes from them. For me, anyways, I ask them for an outline first. What are you hoping to? What would you tell? What What do you want to tell the audience? See, and that, it's custom for every single one. Yeah, that's something that I should do that I don't. I should say, is there anything you definitely want me to hit? Yeah. Like, what do you want yeah. out of this? Because I usually tell yeah. them, like, here's why you're here. Here's who you're talking to. Is it okay if we go about 40 minutes? I'm going to edit it later, mm-hmm. so don't worry about mm-hmm. sounding stupid. Or time. Or time. Like, that removes the time thing, too. Like, yeah. if the, the time pressure on them. Like, hey. I'm going to edit this down. So just say things. And if I don't want, if it's, if it didn't work, I'll take it out. Yeah. I, I need to start asking people, how long do I have you? I know we're set for an hour, but how long do is, is that, do you have a hard out? Because that, that takes pressure off me sometimes if we're running over like the Adam Curry thing, I was uh, freaking out because he was giving me really great answers, but they were long. And I was looking at it like, Ooh, I got to get this. I have to get these questions in and I've only got, nine minutes left and we get done. We talk for like another 20 minutes. I was like, ah, if I would have known that I wouldn't have been so freaked out about it. So, but yeah, I it's, if that's basically what I do, I say, Hey, first of all, thank you so much. Can you tap your mic for me? Great. Okay. That's good. It's not live. Here's why you're here. Here's who you're talking to. Is there anything we definitely want to hit for you? What are you looking to get out of this? Okay, great. I'll definitely mention your website. I'll definitely, there'll be links in the show notes. So it's not live. Don't worry about it. And I saw on, you know, Facebook that you do skiing and start talking about them and then mm-hmm. adjust the audio levels. At that point, make sure I hit record on everything and then just say, all right, Jim, thanks again for coming on the show. Jim will say. Yeah, it's great to be here. And then I'm like, and then that first question is yeah. where I do not ask. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I would say. So, Jim, like, when did you know you wanted to be a podcaster? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm getting to a story mm-hmm. that is like Eric Newsom's book, McNoise, has a great thing. He's like, what's the one question that only that person can answer? And I went, yeah. oh, that's good. That's that's a that's a thinker there. So you, although you might even that first question, Dave, maybe a throwaway, you could it, it could be a throwaway question to get him talking. Yeah. Because again, you, you want to, you kind of want to loosen them up a little bit. So if you're feeling like they're still a little tense, throw a question or two that you're just going to edit out. Yeah, you don't want to throw stupid questions. Well, in there and, because they'll be like, "Why is he asking me this dumb yeah. question?" Well, and sometimes yeah. I'll even do that. I'll be like, "Hey, I'm going to say welcome to the show." You can say glad to be here. By the way, the first question is going to be, "When did you want to get into podcasting?" D- totally. And then just yeah. that way. Because, it, yeah, it gives them a little chance to go, oh, I, especially if you give them kind of a softball question, then yeah. they're like, oh, well, this is easy. This isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, I was doing an interview. Oh, this wasn't that long ago, uh, maybe a month ago. And I had prepped the guest and was was like, okay, this is well, this, here's where we're going. Here's what we want to do. And, and I asked that first, kind of that first question. Let's get to know you. I always like that. Let's get to know you a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your background and some of the things that you've been doing around coaching. 
and I got I got 15 minutes of just yeah. like just unloaded on the life story and and we were able to we we were able to break it up and use it a little bit but yeah even in the best cases when you prep the guests you walk through it you say this is what we're going to do you're going to have those moments where somebody just checks out for a moment or loses their mind or feels like they got to tell you everything and it's just going to happen you can't prevent everything sometimes yeah. it just happens and it turned out okay in this case but it it does happen yeah steven says if it gets too long you can do two parts or you oh, can oh i do that all the time dave but you can also do this and say there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. Yeah. I do a weird thing. It's a yeah. Dave thing. Nobody ever taught me this. It's just it's something I did because I realized when I have a 40-minute presentation and I walk in someplace and they go, okay, you have 30 minutes. And I'm like, oh, I got to cut 10 minutes. That that presentation is always better when it's shorter because I have to figure out exactly what I'm trying to say. So I don't care if every question is phenomenal. I will cut one question. I have to cut one yeah. question. I don't know why I do. It's just something I do because to me, I'm like, all right, which one of these is the the one that delivered the least amount of value? And usually yeah. it's a question where they answered no, where I'll be like, so tell me about a time when you were doing such and such. And they're like, yeah, I don't think I've ever been in that. Okay, you're out of here. So, Well, you can also say you're, you're in that situation. You could also say, I also wanted to cover this, but because of time, we can't. I'll be available right afterwards. If you guys want to talk to me about this. Right. And then, then if you, you, you may get a handful of people who come up to you, who, who, who want to talk to you about that, that question. Yeah. The way I structure my interview is I've, when I, first of all, I go out and I listen to other interviews and I, I listen for the questions that I wanted to ask and the, the host didn't. So I'm like, Ooh, I would have liked, that would have been my follow-up question. So, and I, as I'm listing, I'm putting those into Evernote. So I'm, and I'm mm -hmm. doing all sorts of research, putting it in Evernote so that then when it comes time, and I see all these questions. I'm like, okay, what are five of those? Like, what are the top five things that I want to get out of this interview? Mm -hmm. I have those on a piece of paper on my left-hand side. I have a piece of paper in front of me and a pen that doesn't click. And I ask that. Oh, that's a good, that's really good. And, and I ask them that first question that gets them telling the story. And then from there, I just listen. And yeah. when they get done, if I don't have a follow-up question, I go to the piece of paper on my left and I ask question number two. And I don't say things like, question number two, let me ask you this. I don't say that because you don't say that in real life. And if they've said something that I go, they say, oh, I knew I needed to stand out. I would just go to my piece of paper and write down stand out and then go back to listening. Mm -hmm. And then when they get done, I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, you just said you had to do something to stand out. What did you do to stand out? And when they get done with that answer, if there's nothing else that I wanted to follow up, I go back to my piece of paper and it's just a matter of I've got it. I, I kind of call the piece of paper on my left, my game plan. Mm -hmm. And then the piece of paper in front of me is just to help me listen because I don't want to have to remember this question while they're still talking. So. Oh, that's a great, that's great advice. But to get dump it on a piece of paper. So you stop thinking about it and you have time to listen. Yeah. That's really important. The worst thing ever yeah. is somebody's giving you something and you're like, Oh, stand out. I got to remember, stand out. Okay. Yeah, I'm still listening. Out, stand, stand out, stand out, stand out, stand out. <laughs> and you're now you're not listening. And then yeah. they say, yeah. and my brother was an alien. You're like, okay, stand out, alien, stand out, alien. And you're still trying to remember if you just dump it on a piece of paper, you don't have to, to remember it. And then you can kind of see when you're, you're done. If you've, if you kept going back to the paper on the left, you can look down and you see, Oh, alien is here and it's written it's circled like you said your brother was an alien i don't know why i'm on aliens today but i am but it's okay it's a hot topic right now <laughs> hot topic in america <laughs> so that's basically and it's one of those things that's why i do always tell people before you do a real interview i don't care if it's your parents your kids your cousin or somebody interview somebody because you have to experience the circus of your brain yeah. going crazy while you do an interview. Yeah. Cause it's, it's something it's that's tricky. where over preparation helps a well, little bit. Yeah. And over prep, I don't, I've never, I've seen it be a problem. And what that yes. is, is you yeah. usually, but it's rare, but that's usually where you end up with the curse of knowledge and you start talking about something and you're like, well, that one time with your laptop and you did the thing and the blah, blah, blah. And they start talking about it. And your audience is like, What's the thing with the laptop? 
Well, but because you did the research, right? So, but that that doesn't come into handy. No, true. You, you're right. It's it is a balance, right? It's, yeah. It's not one. This it, is not one or the other. You want to be prepared in that case to be able to know, but you don't want that preparation to steer you in the wrong direction and miss an opportunity during the interview because they may say something. Listen, how many of interviews have you watched like this? And I've heard you say this before, Dave, where someone's like, "Yeah," and then I met the president, and you go. Okay, so let's talk then about, yeah. and you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, like, go back, like, that's an interesting, like, how did that happen? And yeah. so sometimes we get, you can tell the interviewer who's just trying to jam through their questions. Yeah. They've got their questions. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had yeah. one of those in a while, but I wanted to, if I got another one, I wanted to say something like, and the best microphone is the Samson Q2U, I once shot a man for snoring. And just see if they yeah, like, if okay, listening. next up, tell if me about your listening. aha moment. Yeah. Well, Craig had said, Craig had said a comment in the chat room. Have you ever not, have you ever not, uh, or refused to do an interview because the guest audio was bad or the information was bad. And that Dave, that, that sometimes too, you can have you, the question could be, have you been on an interview where you just know like, oh, they weren't listening. This wasn't very good. And I've refused. I've had them uh, at the end of the podcast. I said, I want to, I want to approve this before you, you make this live. Can you please make that available to me? And they said, yes. And I said, no. So that's what's it's like, nah, don't, I can't have you put that out. So it, I've said no. Yeah. Sure. I've had one that I should have said, we need to reschedule. And I didn't because I thought I could clean it up. And the minute I put it out, it sounded like it was, I was talking to her over two tin cans and a string in my audience immediately. And it was the weight loss show. So that audience mm-hmm. isn't a bunch of new, they're like, whatever you did, that was horrible. That audio was just, cause she was in a RV in Arizona. It was a hundred and a bazillion degrees. And she's like, I'm not turning off my AC. And I said, okay, let's just be quiet for 30 seconds. So I can get a nice noise yep. capture of that and I'll remove it later. And it did, but it was, she just sounded like, okay, thanks Dave. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And she sounded like she was underwater. I was like, ah, I should have just said, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, but it is, it's uh, interviews are tricky. They're like anything yeah. else. The more you do them, the better you get at them. And it's, it's just cause you can, you can, there's the Larry King method, which I kind of don't get where I want to go in as my audience who has no clue who you are. And then there's the the Jordan Harbinger of the world that spend 20 hours researching somebody. And I get that because you're going to come up with better questions. But there's a time when you're like, that's who's got Costas was a guy known for mm. over preparation. Yeah. Like Costas knows everything. <laughs> Bob Costas. I forgot oh. about him. Yeah. 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 And he was doing he a show knew. at like one thirty in the morning and he's still. <laughs> and he, and he, he would I mean, this guy would nerd out on his content. He knew everything. That there was, he could pull a fact out of anywhere. So it was pretty incredible. I might put this into another show. The when you do really long questions, and (laughs) and that's usually me because I can't figure out. I've opened my mouth before my brain has figured out what I'm going to say, and that's when I was editing the the Melissa interview that's coming out this week. There were I'm literally probably a thirty second question. Where I'm like, I saw where you did such and such, and yeah, did, did. so I'm giving her the backstory, and is it kind of like this or what? Did, did did did? And then there's like a little like baby pause, and the actual question will come out. And I was like, that's the part I need. It's like, uh, well, or you start answering the question for him. That's even worse, right? There's one. I think yeah. it's in the blooper reel where I asked her the question and then started to do this, and I said, hold on, I'm going to shut up and let you answer the question now. And yeah. I was just one of those where you're you're consulting yourself as you're going time it time it as we as we wrap this time the time the interview and say how much of it is you i think otter does this otter.ai right Mm -hmm. where it'll say this speaker had this much time and this speaker had this much time throw it into otter and if you are more than your guest (laughs) you a package just i know if (laughs) if you are more than your guest that's probably a problem so it's a good it's a good thing to check out yeah that's uh i know I did a live Zoom call. So it wasn't really an interview. It was just a panel of people talking about each other. And Otter was so helpful because I knew that Dave Jones said this somewhere. And I said, search for the word a lot. Because remember Dave saying that happens a lot. And I found it. It was at the 46 minute mark. I went in, made a little clip of that. And I was like, oh, cool. So 
But yeah, stick around. We've got some post show coming up. We want to thank uh, everybody in the chat room. And again, thanks for everyone who who suffered through last week. It was an interesting experiment. We're sorry. Yeah. And <laughs> we, we love that you came back. But Jim, what's coming up on the, the average guy TV? Yeah, Bob and Ryan from thinkcomputers.org. If you want to nerd out on some hardware, we spend a bunch of time talking about these NVMe M.2 hard drives that that are getting real popular in the space. By the way, if you want to kind of if you're if you're on a PC and you still have a spinning hard drive, you you have a problem. So we can help you with that. <laughs> Head out to theaverageguy.tv. Yeah, and I mentioned on the School of Podcasting, I'm talking with Melissa from Wit and Wire.com. She worked at Teachable for four years, so she is definitely been in the how to make an online course and what i'm doing is i'm gonna have two versions of that one that's like a super deep dive that i'll probably put on my profit from your podcast show and then one that maybe isn't quite as in deep for the school of podcasting if i have time to edit it out but thanks to everyone in the chat room thanks to mark from podcastbranding.co the dog podcast network and jim the beyond something yeah, no, based on it, based on it, based on it. There you go. Based on a two story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your, your support and show. And uh, we'll be back in just two seconds with some post show.